Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Good morning, everybody. This is Colleen Edwards-Chesley, and I am introducing the Pensacola Business Radio presenting Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast radio show, and this is episode number two. We are glad you joined us today, and we're excited because we have a wonderful presentation for today. We're going to delve a little deeper into some topics that are important, not only for women, but for men as well. And today we're going to showcase a feature of the organization called Power Up. So before I get into that, though, I did want to talk a little bit about the organization. Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast is a not-for-profit that is was born and grown right here in Pensacola, Florida. And we now offer many benefits for our members. And we've also introduced a lot of benefits for how men can interact with us as well. There are a lot of men that are out there that are supporting us. So we wanted to make sure there are opportunities for them as well. So just a little information about what we do. Our mission is to promote, advance, and improve women in business. And we do that in a number of different ways. One way we do that is our monthly networking meetings. If you're in Pensacola or you're in Gulf Breeze, you might be familiar with our monthly networking meetings. We do meet once a month in Pensacola on the first Friday of every month. That is open to all women. And it is free to attend. We also have a catered lunch. And we provide education, we provide networking, we have a lot of fun, we do door prizes, and we typically get, we've been averaging 50 women every single month to our monthly meetings in Pensacola. So it's a great opportunity, whether you're new in business or you're established in business or you're not in business at all and you just want to interact with successful women in business. We get great feedback from those meetings, a lot of great energy, connections are shared, and We hope it's encouraging the women out there to do more business with each other and help build up their businesses as well. The other thing that we do is meet in Gulf Breeze. So we do Gulf Breeze on the third Friday of the month. So here we are at the beginning of September. You've already missed our September Pensacola meeting, but if you're interested in attending our Gulf Breeze meeting, that one will be next Friday. So that will be the 16th of September. If you're in the Gulf Breeze area and you'd like to come by and check us out, You can find us on our Facebook page to get more information about our monthly meetings and where the locations are. Our Facebook page is Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast on Facebook. The other thing that we do, and we'll talk a little bit more towards the end of today's show about our conference. We've got our conference coming up on October 21st, and we actually have an event coming up this Monday, September 12th. This is our conference kickoff. We're very excited about that. That's going to be held at IHMC in Pensacola, and we are featuring Pam Hatt. Pam Hatt is the Vice President of Marketing for Penn Air Federal Credit Union, one of a very large credit union in this area. And Pam not only does the marketing for Pensacola, but she also does it for the entire southern region for Penn Air. And she's got a a lot of great information she's going to share She was recently interviewed by us and featured in our quarterly magazine, which I'll talk about in just a minute. But she's got a great story of how she started as an electrician in the Navy and then aspired to building a career, got into banking, worked through the ranks, did a lot in the banking world in lots of different areas, and then realized that marketing was something that was really her true passion. So she's going to talk about pursuing her passion. That event is this Monday. 
It starts from at 4.30 at IHMC, and so that's on September 12th, and it is free to attend. The only thing we ask is that if you can bring a wish list item from the Gulf Coast Kids House's wish list, and that helps support them. The Gulf Coast Kids House is a community service that's available here in Pensacola, and they are a, a place for children to help them through the process if they've been abused, whether it's physically, sexually, or emotionally abused. So we really appreciate what the Gulf Coast Kids House does, and this is just our way to help bring in some more items for them to help them be able to fulfill their mission as well. I'll talk more about the conference when we get towards the end of the program. And then the one of the another thing that Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast does is we do have a quarterly magazine. So our newest magazine is out, and again, I did we did feature Pam Hat in that magazine, but the magazine is also full of interviews of four other successful women. Great content is shared in there, just different tools that you can use to help improve yourself in business, whether you're a male or whether you're a female. These are generic tips that these women have shared and our writers have shared about tools that you can implement in your business. So if you haven't seen one of those magazines, we do have several drop-off locations. Pensacola Business Radio X is one of our drop-off locations. So if you want to come by and pick up a magazine from their studios, you can always do that. They have copies here. Uh, We also have a lot of copies available downtown at Bodacious Olive and all of the different Bodacious shops. So whether you're in the new Bubba's Sweet Shop or you're in... Uh, the Bodacious Brew, or if you're upstairs and so chopped, or if you're over at the Wahoos Stadium, you can pick up copies there as well. We also have copies at Springdale Travel downtown on Palafox Street. So that's another great place to pick up a copy. And we have copies at Storage King on Highway 98 and Fairfield. Pick one up there. And then our fifth location is the Butcher Shop on in Warrington over on Fairfield Drive. So lots of different places you can pick up the magazines in addition to our monthly meetings. You can always pick up magazines there as well. So we hope you are enjoying that. And if you've got any suggestions, let us know what other content you would like to see featured in there. And now to talk about today's topic, we are going to be talking about Power Up. And I have in the studio with me today, Chastity Brooks, and she is going to share information that she has learned from the first challenge period of Power Up. So welcome, Chastity. How are you doing today? Great. Hello, everyone. I am so glad you're here. And before we get into Power Up, I do want to give you a moment to talk about your own business. You just recently started a business. So tell us about Foamsation. Yes, Foamsation and Metal Creation is a business I started this year. I in the past had done a lot for basically just church only, never did anything for the public itself. Stage sets for our VBS. Uh, I've been scrapbook consultant, always love to create stuff, paint, um, just do things with my hands. And this year I talked to a young lady and I was in transitioning, leaving from one type of job and looking to my future, what I was going to do next. And she said, this is something you love to do. This is something you really need to to go forth with. And I took that step. Um, It has been great. I like to make people different. I like to take things from paper and flat and make it 3D. 
I love to take uh, company logos or whether it's something for a birthday party, a creature, uh, make them big. I like to make them come apart, not to have something just flat. Uh, one big thing that's been very successful and very popular for all of the expos uh, and home shows that's been up is sucker holders. I have made a lot of sucker holders out of company logos. And tell, tell me though, because I don't, I'm not familiar with what a sucker holder is. Describe that. I know we are on the radio, so it's difficult to, to, uh, to um, describe, but tell us, tell, tell the listeners what that really means. The sucker holders is, my specialty is styrofoam. And I can take your company logo and depending on how large it is, depends on how thick it is. And I will cut out your logo add the design to it, and then put holes across it in certain sections for you to actually put suckers in. Instead of having a plain old bowl on your table, um, something to attract the people, something that makes you more attractive when they're seeing, oh, look, there's candy, but then they're also seeing your logo to reinforce that for you. Absolutely. I think that explains it very well. And you're talking, these are big pieces. These are not like a typical bowl that you would see on a, an expo table full of candy. I mean, these are like the ones I've seen are can be three feet wide, two feet tall, but other ones can be smaller, 10 inches wide and four inches thick, right? Correct. Um, the largest one I had had 94 holes across the top, and I was super excited that at the Home Expo, they actually won Best Booth. So that was a very nice treat to be involved with that. Uh, congratulations to Gulf Coast Insurance for that. And, uh, but I have made some that are the, the 10 inches. It's really what the person needs, but not everything is the circle holders. That's just been an extra additive. Um, as of right now, I don't know anywhere else that you can do something like that with your logo. Yeah. I've never seen it before. I was blown away. And actually I've seen Chastity's car a few times. And if you look in the back of her car, she's got all sorts of stuff and it's not junk. It's stuff that she is going to repurpose and reuse. So I know you're definitely crafty but you're very creative. And I just really, I think there's a lot of things you can do. So what do you do? Do you sit down with a business and talk to them about what their needs are and try to figure out what might be a customized solution for them? Or, or how does your process work? I talk to them. I ask them to, let's look over your logo. Um, one of the last ones I did was actually a pest control company. And I told his I kind of suggested to him, let me do something with this. Um, I want to add something to it. And I, his logo was basically like a home with a horizon with it. And I said, let's, let's add some ants or something. Let's add some bugs to this. Bugs attract people. And he says, you know what? You're, you're onto something. Because when I have these big inflatable bugs, people ask me to buy them. He's like, go, go ahead, go with it. Let's do it. So I added on these five inch bugs to this logo and uh, just made it really pop out more, made it, oh, you look at it like, oh, there's something there. Um, but I like to take them and, and I've really had a lot of good response where people have trusted me to take the logos apart to make them different. Um, I don't want something flat for them. I, I really like to take the pieces of it and enhance it. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think with logos, I mean, when a business designs a logo, it, it does have to be flat for most purposes because they're using it for social media or they're using it on their website or they're using it on a small imprint on a, you know, monogram t-shirt or something like that where there's not a lot of you don't have the opportunity to be that creative. But when you blow up their logo to, you know, two feet wide or 
even 10 inches wide, then all of a sudden you do have more space to do different things. And it doesn't look cluttered, but I think it adds extra value. They're already, you're, they've already done a great job branding their logo. And what you're doing is helping them expand that brand, but make it, is it making it more interactive for the audience as well? It's very great for the visual. Um, it, it gives you something other than, um, I, I don't like to, you know, just have something hanging up. Just let's really add some pieces to it. Visual really is what people really attract to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to make the color pop out. I want everything is handcrafted, hand carved, hand painted. Um, so I can take the pieces and just make it into a lot of pieces, but then put it back together and make it work together. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited. I've seen several of your pieces of work and I just can't wait as you start expanding and do more and more. I'm excited to see how your portfolio expands because I really do think that you can you can be so creative with people and, and really do something different. Not not every customer is going to have the exact same thing. It's not like a, you know, a form that they fill out and say, OK, your logo is going to be this big. And then, you know, and that's all it is. It's it's there's a lot more interaction to it as well. Thank you. I've been very excited. Um, it's something I like to do. I like to make things and I, I like to make people different. And that's that's one way I can do it. Well, in today's world, you know, when it comes to marketing, you do have to stand out. You know, sometimes, you know, if you're in an expo, especially the Home Builders Expo, I mean, there are thousands of vendors there. So you've got to do something that allows you to stand out. And I do give you kudos for for that best booth that was there. And, and I'm not sure what else they had on their booth. I know they had a great booth in general, but I'm sure your piece definitely added a tremendous amount of value. And that's, you know, maybe why they, they, they were um, a standout in that, at that show. It was exciting. Um, it was on their front table and it shows up very well in the pictures. Uh, it was, you know, like I said, two feet by two feet as far as that. And um, the suckers across the top added additional color to their logo, but it, it stood out very well. And I was very happy with how they displayed it and how it all worked out for both of us. Awesome. Awesome. So if a business is interested and they really don't have a clue what to do, you can sit down and talk with them, help guide them through it. Or if they do have some ideas, then you can work with those ideas as well. So tell us a little bit, how would somebody get in touch with you? I have a Facebook page, Foam Station. They can do it that way. Um, and then I'm building a website page right now, but the easiest way right now is to go through the Facebook page to contact me. I have my information on there and I am, um, involved also with Gulf Coast Trade so they can find my information on their website. Too. Wonderful. And just in case somebody's not as, um, phonetic as maybe, maybe my brain is, go ahead and spell out foam, foam so it, that they can find it easily for, for them. Take apart styrofoam. So it's F-O-A-M. And then S-A-T-I-O-N. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Well, good. Well, hopefully that'll get you some more action on your Facebook page. And um, hopefully some businesses out there are listening for something that's a little bit unique and different in the in the uh, marketing environment. And they'll reach out and contact you. Thank you. I look forward to it. And, and I look forward to talking to people about it again. Absolutely. I wish you the best of luck on that. We're going to talk now about Power Up. So Power Up is another feature that is available through Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. And Power Up is something that, that we also added this year. And it is, it is not necessarily new because we did one challenge period already. And the way it basically works is we took a lot of, I've, I've been in the financial industry for 25 years. I've also been in the networking arena for quite a long time. And I've, I've just gathered a lot of resources over the years that have been helpful for me. 
and not all the resources are, are going to work for everybody that, that attends the class. And, and some of the attendees have actually had some ideas that, that kind of, you know, I've integrated now into the training that, hey, that's a, another really good idea that, that might work as well. So for me, it's a little bit of, it was a way for me to get out there and share some information to other people that wanted to learn. And then also a way for me to grow as well. You know, I, I love Stephen Covey and Stephen Covey always talks about how when you read something, if you read it in the mind of a teacher, then you will retain it so much better. So when I'm working on my own marketing plan, when I'm working on my own life plan, if I think about it as not just mine, but something I have to teach to 30 other people or 20 other people, then all of a sudden I take it much more seriously and I hold myself much more accountable so, um, so power up kind of filled a couple voids in my life, which was the need to get this information out to others that desperately were looking for these things. I don't like seeing people have to reinvent the wheel. I don't like seeing people having to struggle. And let's face it, sometimes there's life transition and people are just starting to get into the business world and they, they may be that far behind as far as how do I network? How do I market? How do I build my business? How do I communicate with customers? How do I have sales skills. And these are all tools that, that I've utilized for the, for a long time. So it was a way to give back this information to a generic audience. So the way Power Up works is we have a 12 course series and we do the courses once a week. They're on Thursday evenings from four to five thirty. We do some networking at the beginning, but this is not really a networking meeting. This is an educational class. This is an actual workshop where attendees bring their computers, they bring their notebooks, they take a lot of notes, ask a lot of questions. We go through a lot of information in each class. Um, and when they leave, they uh, typically have all the tools that they need to, to focus on whatever that particular class was. So it's once a week on Thursday nights. We do meet at DeVillers Square, which is located in downtown Pensacola. And we do have a couple people that have signed up that um, that might not even be able to make all the meetings. So that's an opportunity to still learn and be educated as well, even though they're not going to be able to participate in the networking. So what happens is, is we open this class up. The very first class that somebody attends is free because I do want to make sure it's, a, it's the right fit for them before they, you know, put down some, some cold hard cash to pay for this. But then every class after that is $10 each as long as you purchase them in bundles of four classes apiece. And then we're working on an individual class uh, rate. If somebody just wants to come and they only want to come to class three and class eight and class 11, then they could pay an individual fee. Of course, it'll be more than $10 a class for that, but that would still allow them to participate slightly in the program. The goal is really, though, for people to participate in the majority of the classes. When we did the first challenge period, we had about 15 participants in just about every single class. And then we ended up graduating 11 people from that first challenge period. And we consider graduation being, did you attend more than six of the classes? Did you attend more than half of the, the program? Then we considered you a graduate. So we had 11 people that attended at least six classes. And several of those people have come back. And that's actually your case, right, Chastity? Yes, there was a couple of classes in the first go-round that I did get to miss, and I wanted to come back and recap. And the information I have received from it, um, it is business-oriented, but this is all information that you can use in your personal life also. The organization, being able to talk to people. Um, if you've ever gone to a social event, fundraiser, 
you've walked in and you are not familiar with anyone in the room, you don't want to stand in the corner and or hide over at a table by yourself. You want to be able to get up and work the room, walk around. And you don't necessarily have to network, but it just helps you be able to start that conversation, open that conversation, keep that going. So the organization, all of it is used in the business and the networking and your personal life at the same time. Yeah, our topics basically focus around uh, four different areas. We do business planning. So that's a lot of uh, different tools. And I'll go through a few of the classes and we'll talk individually about the three that, that have already uh, been completed for this challenge period. So we do business planning. We also do marketing um, and we do networking and we do sales skills. Those are the four main topics. And then we took each of those four topics and broke those four topics down into three individual classes. So under the uh, business planning uh, segment, there were three classes and those were the ones that we just finished last night was our last one out of the business planning series. So that was the first three classes. And I'll talk a little bit more about those because we're going to go into depth about those classes today. And then under networking, we broke networking down to before. So what do you do before you go to a networking event? How do you pick which which events to even attend? There's a ton of events that go on constantly in town. So how do you know where where to pick, where to spend your quality time? Also, we talked a lot about setting goals before the event. So when you go to a networking event, what is your goal? Is it just to let off steam? and to uh, reconvene with some people that you have a casual relationship with? Is it to, you know, I want to meet five people, important people off my, what I call my chicken list, which means people I'm too afraid to walk up to and talk to. So maybe that's a goal is, is having a number of people that you want to connect with at, at that networking meeting. Um, we also talked about networking buddy systems. So a lot of a lot of people that I know, they, they will be more encouraged to attend a networking event if they go with a buddy. So when you go with a buddy, do you do, you do the buddy-buddy um, the, um, kind of system where you walk around together and meet everybody? Or do you split up in what I call divide and conquer? Do you, you know, meet up with your buddy after the event and then share information on, on who each other has met? So we talk a lot about how to use buddies during a networking event situation. So a lot of stuff about before. And then the next part in the networking part is networking during. And so what do you do during the event? Like Chastity talked about, do you, you know, what do you say when you walk up to somebody? Do you have a 30 second elevator pitch or is a 30 second elevator pitch even valid for what you do? Um, What do you do um, at the event when you first walk in? Do you go in and, and say hi to the people you know, or do you stand back and scan the room and and make your plan in your head of who you're going to talk to, um, how to introduce your buddy, whether you collect business cards or you hand out business cards. We talk a lot about about um, how to how to what do you do when you walk up to somebody and you don't remember their name, but you really want you really want to say hello to them and re- reestablish that relationship. So that's the second class under the networking series, and then the third piece of the networking series is uh, we actually broke down the the during to two pieces. So we talk about body language. We talk about how to step into a conversation, networking at your own industry events when you're surrounded by your competitors. That was a big thing for me in the financial industry. I would network at events where there were a lot of other financial advisors. Well, do you want to stand out? Do you want to fit in? How do you how do you not attack virtually all the prospects that might be in the room when you know half your competition's in the room as well? Um, we talked a lot about introverts and extra, extroverts during networking as well, and that was really eye-opening. And then actually the networking one we broke down into four classes. So we did networking after. So what do you do afterwards? How do you follow up? 
what do you do you send them an email after you met them do you link up with them on linkedin do you uh, reach out to them and offer a one-to-one meeting so what's really your game plan after networking so those are the four classes that we go through with networking and then on the marketing side we went very heavy into linkedin um, we did a basic class on LinkedIn about building your profile, about what to include, maybe what not to include, how to connect with people and how to create a compelling profile and also basic navigation. And then the second class for LinkedIn was intermediate. So things like finding groups and creating different groups, finding people to connect with. Do you want to connect with everybody under the sun or do you want to be strategic and connect with certain people that you find value? And then once you connect with them, what do you do? Do you send them articles? Do you reach out to them from time to time? Do you invite them to meet? We also talked a lot about feed lists, which is a big thing that I used to use in the, in the financial industry to help with referrals. And also top 100 lists, which was another tool that I've used over the years that has been phenomenal for me um, to help me build um, a better group of target uh, target. Um, uh, prospects that I was looking to network with or to move through the sales process. So we did a lot about networking, or I'm sorry, about marketing on LinkedIn. Um, we also did the sales planning. So we did sales skills. We talked about, and we broke the sales skill down into three different classes. So classes 9, 10, and 11 this time, actually nine, um, 10, 11, and 12 this time are called sales ready, sales aim, and sales fire. So it's about when you're in the sales process, what do you do before you sit down with the prospect? How do you prep that appointment? How do you research that particular person you're going to reach out to? How do you build through referrals? We talked a lot more in that one about the top 100 list and utilizing those um, feed lists and also mind mapping, which was a big concept that, that I've used over the years about, about helping pull names out of people's heads when they say, you know, hey, you're great, Chastity, but I just can't think of anybody to refer to you. Well, great. Let me walk you through this mind map. And before you know it, all of a sudden they have 10 people that they now can refer to you. And then in the sales aim part, aim was about transitioning personal conversations to business using flexibility and language. We did a lot more on one-to-one meetings. Um, and really kind of when you're in front of that prospect, how do you, how do you really utilize that time together and set it up so that they are a, a possible candidate for your business. And then sales fire was um, when you are in that sales situation, how do you deal with objectives or I'm sorry, objections? And that's a big one for a lot of people. Sometimes people see objections and they say, oh, that means they're not ready to buy. Well, that might not necessarily mean they're not ready to buy. It might mean that they're not, they don't quite have enough information to be able to make a valid decision or the timing might not be right. So how do you deal with those what do you do when you get thrown off your game in the middle of a sales situation? Um, do you have a real quick go-to when, when they start um, asking you some questions that maybe you don't have the answers for? How do you handle that? And also closing language and then customer needs analysis. So how do you, when you are sitting in front of a, a potential prospect, how do you really know, is this somebody I really want to spend all this time following up with? Or are they giving me real signs that this might not be the type of prospect that I'm really looking looking to really talk to. So that's kind of a, a real quick rundown of the remaining classes. That was basically classes four through 12 that are coming up in the series. And we've got the schedule. We'll be putting it on our website soon. You can get this schedule too if you attend any of our Powerful Women meetings. We have the Power Up class schedule at those meetings as well. 
And then the rest of today's segment, we're going to actually talk about the classes that have been completed this time. So Chastity decided she went through the first challenge period, was very happy with it, but you came back. So why, why would you, somebody asked me this last night, why would somebody um, that has already been through this, why would they come back a second time? Does this mean um, the information was too tough or why would you come back a second time and go through the exact same classes again? The information is not too tough. Um, there is a lot of information and I believe that you can never quit learning. And there is always going to be someone different that's going to ask a different question, that's going to have a different perspective. And right now and today, networking is the thing. Um, I am meeting new people every day that have never networked before. They're just stepping their foot into it, um, learning the ropes. Uh, everything is business oriented. Networking is a huge, huge thing um, as far as the business world, as far as even developing relationships and, and with people. And uh, with these classes, there's been, of course, you know, you've been a wealth of knowledge. I mean, you've just been a great, great wealth of knowledge for us. Uh, the mind map just blew my mind away. I've actually used it <laughs> on a another group that wasn't a business group. And it's just pointing out how many people we come in contact with. You have no idea how much influence you can have or come in contact with people. And yeah, mind map is always a big eye opener for a lot of people. And it's such a basic concept. But I always I bring it back all the time because it is it is, sometimes it's those basic concepts that actually really work and we forget to keep using them. And it, it is so simple. It is it is really simple. But if you've never seen it or heard of it, um, then it's something that really catches your eye. And and that's one thing with this. Some of the information may be the same of what I've seen before, but is it going to be the same one? Because now I'm more experienced than I was the first time. And um, I, I'll get a second take at it and get some different views. And like I said, there's new people in the class, too. So mm -hmm. always Absolutely. learning. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. And we did add a couple new things this time. Um, one of the things that we added for the second challenge period was a resource, basically a, a class resource folder. So we use Dropbox and um, it's been working for us very well. And what we do is we do an audio recording of the entire educational portion of the meeting. So I have my recorder and I record that entire portion. It ends up being an hour's worth of content because the meeting's an hour and a half and we do about a half an hour of networking at the beginning and then the, the rest of it is an hour of straight content. But that is recorded and we drop that audio file into a Dropbox shared folder. The only people that have access to that shared folder are the people that were at that class and the people that have paid for the program. So like I talked about before, we do have a couple people that might not be able to attend every class, but they paid for every class because they still want that content. And that was an added benefit this year or this this challenge period was that we wanted to give people tools. We know, you know, life is busy. And sometimes, you know, even even I know, Chastity, last night you weren't able to be at the class um, because of a family situation that you had to deal with. So instead of missing out on that information, because you are a challenge member and you're paying for the entire series, You've got that audio file, so you can go back and listen to it. Now, you missed the networking, but you haven't lost out on all that knowledge. So that audio file, we're very excited about this time around that that's going to be very beneficial for, for people. And even if you were at the class, sometimes it's helpful to pull up the audio file because we do go through a lot of information and say, okay, I missed, she really went through that part really fast, and now I've got a better grasp of what I'm doing, but what did she really say about that one piece? Let me walk back through and listen to that one portion of the audio or listen to the entire thing. 
and just better better write out your notes. Maybe you get home and your notes are a little fuzzy and, and you miss something. So having that audio file is really helpful. The other thing that we're adding to that shared folder on Dropbox is the actual, we do a handout at every class. So you get a copy of the handout in the folder. So if you lost your copy of your handout, then you've always got access to that as well. And then also Sherry Hamilton with Hamilton Resources, she is our co-instructor for Power Up. And her role during the meetings, when I'm not leading the meeting, her role is to take notes. So she is taking notes um, in addition to the actual handout that we've that we've given the attendees. And her notes are then added to the shared Dropbox folder as well. So it's an expanded, it doesn't, it doesn't go in place of attendees taking their own notes, but it gives them an opportunity to say, okay, maybe I need to just listen to this and not be so focused on writing my own notes. And they're comfortable knowing that Sherry is writing notes. She's been through this now the second time. So she's grasped all this information and her and I were the ones that worked together to design this entire structure. Um, So having her, her notes in there, I think is absolutely valuable as well. And then even, and we'll talk about the individual classes, but there may be other resources that we drop into their shared folders. The class last night was a lot about technology and it was very visual based. So we were on websites and we were clicking back and forth to how do you do this and how do you add a contact or how do you, you know, add a pipeline. And, and so there were a lot of screenshots. I think I shared 25 or 30 screenshots from last night's class. And so those are all in the shared folder as well. So if you are somebody like, like you, Chastity, that weren't able to come last night, that you can pull up the audio file, you can listen, and you can follow along with the screenshots. And so it's almost like you were there. And that's a, another reason, too. Also, the first go around when we were doing this, we didn't have the audio access and we didn't, we had the sheets, but you know, we didn't have anything to go back on after the class was over. And if we want to go back and review anything and go, wait, how did this happen again? Um, we may not, some of it is computer oriented, so you may not be able to pull the computer up right that second and you'll be like, wait, 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 what step did she go through? And mm-hmm. now we have that again to do that, to always look back for. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a big piece that we added this time was having that shared uh, shared folder, shared resource folder. And so that is available for anybody. So, you know, even though this class is something that you might want to attend in person, we've made it flexible enough that if you're not able to attend a class that you haven't missed out on all the information. Now, you, we can't replace the networking. You can't virtually network. It is, at least we haven't figured out how to do that yet. But at least that gives everybody flexibility. Um, the other thing is the class is open to men and women. So we are excited to have men join us in the Power Up Challenge as well. Um, again, most of the tools that we share within Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast are tools that we as women have found that are helpful, but that doesn't mean that they will only work for women. Um, as a matter of fact, last night's class and the second class was very gender neutral. You know, if, if something works for you, it's probably going to work for, you know, your partner as well, who may be a female or a male. And, and it, it doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's going to work differently for them. It's, it's, Um, A lot of these, you know, when you're talking about sales skills and you're talking about marketing and networking, these are very gender neutral type things. There are specifics for women and we do talk specifically about some of those situations. But in the in the in the most part, it's it's very gender neutral information. So we are excited to have men join us in that challenge as well. Yes, it is very, um, it's very open to everybody. Um, when you're talking about organizational skills, that is, that's for anybody. That is not saying a woman has to do this or a man has to do this. 
when you're talking about approaching somebody, you're not talking about, you know, if it's a woman, we have to do this way. I mean, this is just for everybody to get something out of it. It is very friendly that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the other piece that we added this time that we didn't have in the first challenge period was a referral program. So now the way it works is if you refer three people that are paying for their own classes, you can't refer somebody and get credit for their free class. But if, if they join the program and they're paying for their own classes, then your classes, you get credit and your classes then become free if you've referred three people. So that's not a high target to hit. We set it pretty low because we really do want a lot of people to take advantage of this information. I've been told by a number of people that we're not charging enough for this. Um, and, and sometimes I'm guilty of that because I just really feel that this is great information for a lot of people. And, um, our goal with powerful women of the Gulf coast is not to become rich and, and, you know, for me to sit on the beach and, and, and make this huge income. Our goal is really to keep the money within the organization and to use it to build tools for women and men out there that are looking to better themselves. So if this is what we need to do and provide this great information at a low, low cost, then we're able to do that. We just want to get the word out there. So we've made it advantageous for individuals to attend. And if they're, if they are in a situation where financial, you know, is a strain, they're new in business, then we've made it available. Hey, refer three people and then your actual classes are free. Yeah, and as far, you know, as far as that goes, there has been a ton, and I, when I say a ton, you really have to see and experience this to understand what all has been put into it. Um, when the classes were scheduled, they were grouped together by topics. You're not bouncing all over the place. When you start a topic, you know, you will follow through and end the topic in the next classes. So there has really been a lot, a lot of work put into this to have it organized, to have it set up. Um, the worksheets, everything all together. I mean, it, it really is amazing uh, what all has come out of it. Well, that's awesome. We're always adding more tools. And, and um, you know, I'm just excited that we've gotten to this point, even just being the second challenge period, that it is, that it is so beneficial. But um, we will be adding a lot more to it. Now I want to go ahead and talk about the first three classes that have already expired. Now we do have a couple people that weren't able to attend the first classes. When they came in, one of them came in at class two and she said, well, I want to get the content from class one. So she went ahead and got her free class and then still paid for class one, paid for the entire series. So if you want to pay for the entire series, it is $10 a class and then you get your first class for free. So $10 a class, that makes it 110 for the entire series. Um, but also keep in mind that you don't have to do that all at once and commit to the full program. If you want to just commit to four classes at a time, which basically is a month, then you can do that as well. We wanted to make it flexible too, that, that, you know, life happens and sometimes we're going to give you all these tools, but you need time to catch up and, and utilize them, um, as well. So that's an option too. Um, the very first class that we did was the class on work-life balance. It was in the technology seg segment on the business planning side, and we called it Planning Toolbox Balance. And what we talked about with that class was work-life balance. We talked about tools to use for business efficiency. So we went into some of my personal favorites, which is the perfect week, to-do lists, uh, prioritization, and also a tool that I'm starting to utilize called Calendly. Um, we also talked about motivation as well when it comes to business and and sometimes you're you're working by yourself or you're you're trying to do something you've never done before. How do you keep your motivation high? Uh, we talked about goal setting. We also talked about vision statements as well. 
So the opening piece was really about work-life balance. And I'm going to play a little audio clip here of the first class. And this is, I thought this was beneficial. When we talk about work-life balance, you know, I can, I can go into a lot of stories about my own personal experience with work-life balance. Many of us, and this is not something that just impacts women. This impacts women and men as well because they have families and there's a lot of, of you know, when, when the, the wife is working, the, you know, stuff still has to be done as well. So there's a lot of, of co-sharing of tasks now and, and different, different roles within the household, probably more now than there ever was before. So work-life balance, I think, is something that, that does affect men and women as well. Sometimes women a little bit more because we do have, um, we've created, I think, that situation ourselves. Um, so, you know, I'll stand up and say, yeah, I'm guilty at, at creating that in the first place. I know in my life because I want to be, you know, the everything in the household. But I'm also learning that work-life integration might be more appropriate instead of work-life balance. So instead of saying, hey, I spend 50% of my time at work and 50% of my time in with my family, maybe it's integrating. How do I integrate those two together? How do I do work and do family at the same time and making sure that both areas are satisfied and covered? So one of the personal um tools that has helped me deal with the thought of work-life balance or work-life integration is the book Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. Have you read that book yet, Chastity? I have started it. I have not completed it. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a great book. And she shares what I did was after reading it, and I really only, I got through about, I think I'm three quarters of the way through it myself. So I love it. I pick it up, but then it also sends my head spinning because then I think of 50 things that I need to start working on in my world because her, her stories and her, her examples in the book really start my wheels turning. And so I have to take a break from it sometimes and go and say, wait a minute, let me reconsider this in my life, or how is that impacting me? But I did want to play a little clip from the first uh, night's class on work-life balance where I talked about some stories that Cheryl Sandberg talked about in Lean In. So let's go ahead and listen to this audio clip now. You ready, Chastity? Let's go. All right. Another one was crying in front of her boss. So how many of you have ever heard that's the kiss of death? If you cry in front of your boss, you are done. That's it. Um, when I was in financial services, I worked at Merrill Lynch, and I cried in front of my boss a few times. And I remember one time going back to my desk thinking I was done. I was going to be fired. That's it. You've shown your weak side. You're out. Um, I wasn't. I don't know that it necessarily helped me in that situation. <laughs> Um, but in her story, she talked about where she did cry in front of Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook. And she said after she had that interaction with him, he pulled her aside and said how much closer he felt to her, how much more he opened up because she sh was able to show her weak side. She was able to show her vulnerability. And that actually helped them create a much better bond. Um, she did the same thing. She went back to her desk with an empty box thinking, I'm about to be fired. I need to pack up all my stuff. And somebody came by and said, what are you doing? Mark wants to see you in her in his office. And she said, I know because he's about to fire me. And she was trying to skate out of the building and he pulled her in and he said, no, I want to actually promote you because you've actually shown me that you have a caring side and that you can uh, you can connect with some of these people that, that we haven't been able to connect with. So I thought that was interesting because that's not something that we typically hear um, in, in business that that's acceptable to do. 
Another thing that, that we hear in business sometimes that, that's not traditionally acceptable is to talk about your personal life. How many of you have heard that? You know, it's business on one side and it's personal on the other. You leave everything at the, at the gate is what I've always been told. Um, she used an example of when she did, uh, she was interviewing with the Treasury in D.C. And um, she was currently living in D.C. It was a great opportunity, fabulous job. Income was incredible. Um, everything she always wanted. However, she was going through a divorce. Nobody knew she was going through a divorce and her ex-husband was going to stay in D.C. And she knew that if she stayed in D.C., that it would be very difficult for her to get through this personal situation she was going through. So instead of turning down the job at the Treasury and just telling them, hey, it just wasn't the right fit, you know, I've accepted something different and just kind of making up a reason, she was honest with the guy and she told him, she said, I'm going through a divorce. Nobody knows that yet and I don't want to be in the same town as my ex-husband and that's why I'm turning down the job. Two years later, she accepted a job somewhere else, moved somewhere else. Two years later, he called her up and said, are you, you know, are you able to come back to D.C.? We're willing to reoffer you this position. She did. And she made a huge move in her career by being able to do that. If she wasn't honest with him in the first place, he would have never called her two years later to offer her that, addition, that, that same position. So those were three examples just from the book Lean In that really talk about work-life balance and work-life integration and ways that, that we as women, um, I think we're misleading ourselves by saying that we have to uh, put business on one side and personal on the other. I think that there's more examples where we can integrate the two of them together, do it in a way that's positive and the way that's helpful, instead of a way that you feel like if I'm on the business side, I'm, le I'm losing the personal side, or if I'm on the personal side, I'm, you know, compromising something on the business side. So that was a, just a quick clip on, and that of course was just a, maybe a two or three minute segment of the actual class. We went into more discussion. There were three examples that I that I talked about from her story. We also talked about some examples that some women have shared with me that I've interviewed for our Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast magazine. So how do some of the local women here deal work with work-life balance? You know, an interesting one was, you know, I've always been told, you know, you turn off your email when you leave work and you don't look at it until Monday morning. And I was shocked at how many of the successful women that I interviewed, and they say, I don't do that. They say, you know, I may not respond to an email over the weekend or when I'm on vacation or even out of the country, but most of the time I'm watching what's going on. And for a lot of women, it was a way to basically say, hey, I can do both at the same time. Yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice my family time, but I'm going to make sure I know what fires are going to explode before I walk into the, the desk on Monday morning. And before I know there's 20 voicemails that are that are serious, then I'm kind of checking that stuff first just to to see can some of that be alleviated before I get back to the office? Because I've been on this great vacation and I don't want to walk into all of a sudden, you know, a situation that that I might not be prepared for. So I was interested to hear from some of the local women that shared their personal stories and not everybody's different. That's what we talked a lot about in that class was that. Some of these tools may work for you and some of them may not and may not work in your life. And you may have a completely different opinion on how you handle something like work-life balance or integration. So that was a, a pretty um, interesting topic. That was the first portion of the class on the first night. And then we also went into efficiency systems for business. So do you remember, Chastity, me going through the ideal work week? That was the one where you did the, the it was a blank calendar Monday through, actually it was, uh, I think, Sunday through Saturday, it was all seven days. And you take from like five o'clock in the morning till like, you know, midnight at night, and you literally 
color code every single section in that day with what are you doing during that day? When are you taking a shower? When are you getting ready? When are you doing your meditation time? When are you sitting in front of clients? When are you eating lunch? When are you picking up the kids? When are you know, you doing all those different things? What did what did you think about that discussion? Well, on that part, I love your color coding because you love colors. Um, but I, I really want to stress out too that that in these classes, you know, we have had business owners, we've had business managers, and we have what I call the home field. And it's the people that do the Lexus, uh, Plexus, or the Mary Kay. And this is important to everyone. Um, I love these companies that say you set your own hours. Well, sometimes that can be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, you really have to still find a balance between your home life and your work life and scheduling out your week can really help you look and see what have you done with your home life versus how much time are you spending on your work life. So this is stuff that like, you know, I cannot say it enough. Um, if you're doing any type of business, whether you're the employee or the owner yourself, um, you get a benefit from all of this because sometimes it does make you sit back like you're talking about the lean in book. It makes you sit back and reevaluate exactly what you have done in your you know, up to this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we did that ideal work week. That is one of my favorites because I do love color. You're right about that, Chastity. And it's just a visual way that I can look at my week and say, am I living my purpose? Am I really being true to what's important to me instead of instead of taking my to-do list and prioritizing it? Why don't I prioritize what even goes on my to-do list before I'm, I'm doing it the, the other way around? Instead of being reactive, am I being proactive enough in my life? And so that ideal work week is a very visual way to look at your week and say, yeah, I'm doing well, or no, that week was way out of control, and I didn't do that well. We also talked about things like to-do lists, or my favorite, a to-done list, um, or even not to-do lists. And how do you how do you keep those lists? And we talked, we didn't talk so much about technology in there. We did cover that in last night's class about how to do to-do lists. But this was more about about some of those other those other larger thought processes like, you know, how do you how do you give credit to yourself for things that are done instead of sometimes I'm bad about beating myself up for the things that I haven't done yet. And I might look at my to-do list at the end of the day and say, I didn't get anything done when really out of my 20 things, I got the three most important things done. Well, I should be giving my credit, myself credit for that. So I think that's another way with work-life integration that, that we can help utilize some of those tools to help better balance us in our lives as well. Um, we also went through, I love, as again, I mentioned Stephen Covey already, he does a urgent versus important chart. And I've utilized that. And basically my to-do list, a lot of times, if you'll see them, they're folded in in quarters because I have a visual system on how I put together my to-do list based on which, which quadrant that they fall into on that piece of paper. So I shared that tool with everybody as well. And then we went into a lot about motivation. Remember, we talked about um, one of my quotes that I love uh, to refer back to. It says, a negative word or action when you're up may bring you down. But a negative word or action when you're down can destroy you completely. And that's all about motivation. How do we how do we motivate ourselves for a tough work week? How do we motivate ourselves for for getting a lot of things done that we may not physically feel like we are able to do? Um, We did talk a lot about goal setting as well. Business plans, uh, one page vision statements. I shared several of my vision statements that I've had over the years where I have a one page vision statement for just about every single year I've been in business. And how do, what do those look like instead of a business plan that's 30 pages and has to have a, you know, a, a tremendous amount of 
of thought and effort into it, well, you can put together a one-page vision statement very easily. And that can be a motivational tool to keep you on track. Um, 90-day goals, personal mission statements. We talked about Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, which is one of my favorite books about just doing, building on momentum and building on motivation and just doing things a little bit better every single time. And my little, I love my little thing about one extra phone call a day is actually 250 extra phone calls a year. And that doesn't seem like a lot, but pushing yourself to just do one extra a day, really, if you keep doing that every single day, then you end up making a lot of extra phone calls that you didn't, quote, have time for. And I think um, really my to-do list, I am a list person and my schedules, and that really keeps you concentrated. That's what keeps me going because it is super easy to get distracted. You have a meeting that runs over. It takes more time than you thought, or maybe you had to sit at the doctor's office too long. Um, Maybe you're stuck in traffic. There was an accident, and it is too easy to get distracted, and you may have things planned out. I'm going to go to this place and this place because they fall in order, and you just, you forget one of them, and you run to the next one, and guess what? You just pass by it. Mm -hmm. You could have hit it on your way there, Um, so doing these lists and doing these schedules, whenever life happens, which is every day. Uh, it keeps you concentrated and it keeps you on the right path. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're and you're exactly right. I mean, if you're not organized, then most of the time you're going to get that much further behind because you are missing critical tasks that need to be done. And, and, and you're constantly backtracking and, and doing things that maybe you still didn't have time to get done um, as well. So that was a, a review of class one. Class two, I don't want to talk too much about in today's presentation because it was very visual. And class two was the one that we talked about again, in the technology segment, again, in the business efficiency um, segment. But we talked about Dropbox and we talked about how to utilize Dropbox. What is Dropbox? It's a collaboration. It's a collaboration tool and a storage tool to talk to others. But it's also a cloud storage um, that you don't have to back up your your computer. Um, I'm always dreading. What if I drop my computer and it breaks and I lose access to all these documents? Well, I don't stress about that anymore because everything I have now is either in Dropbox or it's in Google Drive, or it's in some type of cloud storage, so that I've always, as long as I know my password, um, then I can get into those different systems. So we talked about Dropbox, we talked about Google Drive, we talked briefly about OneNote, um, that's another, or OneDrive, which is another um, online storage um, cloud-based, and we went over some of the benefits of each one, and and really kind of showcased what they were about. But then the majority of that class, and this is what a lot of people really love, the majority of that class was about Evernote. And Chastity, you started using Evernote. So tell me, this was not a tool that you'd utilized before Power Up. This is not. This is something that I fell in love with. Um, the, the format was super easy. It reminded me a lot of Outlook format. format. But whenever I saw you take an article on the internet and you could click it and save it for later and it's it put it into your Evernote for you and being able to talk and send the verbal messages you know to each other and so there was a lot of functions to it that I had not seen available anywhere else and there is a lot of times you know you'll go through the internet you're looking up something you get distracted by something else oh I would really like to read that but right now is not the time mm-hmm. and not to have to remember where that was and just send that little note to you and it sends you actually the whole article um, just the functions of it uh, is, is not what I've seen 
in the other ones. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I stumbled across it a long time ago. I've been using it now for more than a year. I do have the premium version. I don't have the, the free version anymore. Um, I've got the premium version and I use it every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not using Evernote for something. So um, I love teaching that because I just think it's a tool that's probably, I think it's underutilized. There's probably a lot of people out there that are using Evernote, but I just went through a lot of my favorites. And you're talking about the Web Clipper. Web Clipper is one of the features that is available. And, and I do clip articles when I'm on my phone and I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I run across something I want to read later or even on Facebook. You know, I have a little timer and I will only allow myself to stay on Facebook for a certain amount of time but I may cr run across three or four articles that I really want to read. Well, because I still want to see everybody's updates, their statuses, I don't take time to read the article right then when I'm in Facebook, but I'll clip it to my Evernote file. And then later when I'm sitting around and, and you know, I'm, I'm waiting at that doctor's office or I'm, or I've, you know, finished up the day and brain, my brain is too full and I don't want to do another task. I can pull up those articles and say, Oh yeah, I really wanted to read that. Great. I'm glad I saved that article. And it's all, this is all functions to help us so we don't have to just remember everything. This is part of, you know, the organization, the scheduling, um, making it easier. I, I always love to say, you know, work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. And um, some, a lot of things have value to them and just, you know, make use of those. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was class two. I didn't want to go into any of the audio files on it because it's going to be hard for the audience listening today to really grasp it because they're not looking at the screenshots. But if you are somebody that is participating in the Power Up Challenge, then you have that access to that shared folder that's got all of that information in there. And then last night's class was class number three, and that was the final one in the business efficiency segment. And so class three was called Planning Toolbox Organization. So we talked about, last night we talked all about lead management systems. So your typical CRM, the customer relationship management system, how do you, when you collect all these business cards from a networking event or a conference you attend or, or out there cold canvassing the, um, the neighborhood, how do you put those into, into storage? If you're working for a large corporation that has a CRM system or has a database management system, they probably already have something created. But if you're that smaller business owner, you've kind of got to create that yourself. And I know personally myself, I started with Excel files and spreadsheets. And I love Excel spreadsheets. But once you get more than about 20 or 30 Excel uh, or fields in your Excel spreadsheet, then it becomes overwhelming. All of a sudden, you're just updating your information and who did I follow up on and who did I miss? And oops, I didn't update that. So I missed making the phone call to him on Monday when I really wanted to. So having a single location for collecting information on prospective customers and also on current clients and then being able to interact with them. So a true CRM system helps you synchronize your marketing efforts as well as your your sales process within your database management as well. So you can literally email somebody from within your database and follow up on something. Or like I showed last night when we went through Insightly, which Insightly is one of the ones that I use in my own personal business, you can click 20 names and send them one email instead of having to send that one email to 20 different people or blind copying them. And they know you blind copied it to 20 different people. And so obviously this is a, you know, a, a, a um, sales email, then by doing it through a database management system, they think it's an individual email from you. And then it's all tracked in the system. It's all been updated that, yes, I emailed them on this date. Yes, they responded or no, they didn't respond. And then here's my follow-up. 
saying, did you get my email? I want to, you know, touch base with you again. So it's a CRM system is a way to integrate all that information and help you make, make yourself more efficient. Again, on the business efficiency side, um, we did talk about there's a CRM, um, like a, 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 a report that I pulled a year ago. And to be honest, if you do it yourself, and anybody can do this. You can you can get these free reports from any CRM system out there. But what'll happen is they'll sell your name to a hundred other CRM manufacturers in the arena, and you'll get hit with a ton of solicitation calls. So um, I got the report, and then I shared it with the entire class so that nobody else has to go through the whole sales. You know, getting beat up by by all these people saying, "Are you ready to?" to make the decision on this CRM system. But I do want to play a, a, a um, quick audio clip from, from last night's class where I did talk about this report about CRM systems. So you ready for this audio clip, Chastity? Yes, I love right. it. Yeah, because you weren't there last night, so you missed this one. I know. Right. I can't wait. Okay, here it is. So I'm going to give y'all the free report. But this is really cool because it's going to go through on here. It goes through... And it, and it shows you right on here, it gives you a little code that tells you what things that they have. So if it's got the little phone next to it, it means it's mobile access. Um, and if it's got the little email thing, it says it's email marketing. Um, so a lot of these things you can really look at very quickly and see which ones have that feature and which ones don't. Um, and this is a bunch of pages. I think it's actually 10 pages. And it goes through, there's no order that it goes through these CRM systems in here, but it goes through the big ones and it goes through the little ones as well. So you're talking big ones, um, Goldmine is on the high end. That's one that'll probably be $20,000 and up. That's, you know, a state farm would buy something like that and then customize it to their own uh, need. Um, Infusionsoft is a very, um, really awesome system. It's, it's affordable. If you're in a larger business, $200 a month, we're talking for something like that. Um, I've also utilized ACT. ACT is another one that's very um, user-based, very um, easy to use. And that one runs um, $500. You basically buy the license and then you've got the program. You don't pay a monthly fee for it. Um, something like Pipedrive is $12 a month. Uh, Zoho is $12 a month. And then Insightly, which is the one I'm going to show you tonight, is one that's actually free and you can upgrade to a premium with all the bells and whistles for $15 a month. So, you know, we're going from the complete high end all the way down to the, you know, low end. But you can go through this entire report and look um, and see, you know, what, what makes sense for you. And here's the one we're going to look at tonight is Insightly. And you can see, okay, it has all these different features. It doesn't have everything that, that the other ones do. You know, it's missing a couple things, but maybe that's something that might be beneficial for me. Or you might find another one that's really good. Um, my husband's been checking out a couple other ones that are on here. Um, there's Goldmine. Licenses start at $16.95 um, for three users. Um, so, you know, it's one of those high ones. There's Act. You can actually, it looks like you can get a monthly base now for $45 a user um, per month. Um, so I'll give you this report so that you can just kind of look through. Pipe drive is another one that a lot of people use. That one's $12 a month. So you might have to, you know, you might have to kind of, what I would caution you with is if you're interested in some of these, what I did was I started using one. I kind of figured out real quickly whether it was going to really work for me or really not. And if I knew it wasn't going to work for me, then I only did a one month subscription and then I stopped. And I didn't spend 20 hours entering everything into it before I figured out, okay, it's not going to work for me. 
start small, enter some things in there and see how you like it. Well, that was a great clip and it really talked about the CRM report that I pulled. So if you are a participant in our Power Up Challenge, then you'll have access to that audio clip and you'll have access to the entire audio for, for the entire program. But I wanted the audience to kind of hear that. It was just a, a brief introduction of that report and kind of what is available on that report. And as you heard, you know, there, there can be some high-end dollar amounts, things like Goldmine, uh, Salesforce. Those are some, some very, it can be expensive database management systems or CRM systems. If you're in a larger business, they can be absolutely a great tool to use. Um, things like Infusionsoft could be up to $200 a month. But there are smaller tools that are more available for the smaller business as well that are that are very powerful and very efficient. Things like Pipedrive that's $12 a month, Zoho is $12 a month, or Insightly that I'm using that's free, but their premium version is $15 a month. So, you know, very affordable. If you're in a business, you know, $15 a month, Chastity, I'm sure even with your brand new business, you get one client that's paid for you know, a few months worth of your CRM system. So if you're utilizing this tool, these tools the right way, then you're going to be making more money than you're having to pay. I mean, that's the goal for these types of systems. Um, we also talked a lot last night about CamCard. Are you using CamCard now, Chastity, from I, the first class? Yes, I love CamCard. Um, I cannot sit there and, and carry around stacks and books of business cards. Um, and you can take pictures of the front of the business card. You can take pictures of the back of the business card. If the business card is very legible, it pre-fills the information for you. Um, I love the function with CamCard. Awesome. And I think more and more people are utilizing CamCard. It was another one of those that I stumbled upon. It's very easy to use. It's a free download from the iTunes store. If you're on, on Android, it's available through there as well. And it's just a way that you can take a business card. Let's say you're at a networking event or, you know, you're just collecting the cards that are laying around your desk and to be able to enter them into a system. Now, it doesn't have a lot of functionality. You can't email somebody from it. You can't really text them from it. You can't set a follow-up or anything like that. It is literally just a, a storage uh, place for business cards. But I'm very visual. I like to remember what somebody's business card looks like. If I enter them in my Insightly, I know that there's a contact record for them, but I like to remember the, the actual, the way their business card looked. It, it's something that attaches to my memory a little bit better. So I use CamCard for a lot of my business cards that, that I want to make sure I have access to at all times. And then I use Insightly for more of that database management follow-up and utilizing those tools. So we talked a lot about CamCard last night. We talked um, some also, there's a feature in Evernote that you can do business card storage as well. So we talked about that last night. And then we talked about the old-fashioned manual data capture, which I still fall back on sometimes because I am tactile and I like carrying around those little pieces of paper. I just don't carry them with me all the time now. But I have a very simple three-ring binder that's got business card sleeves in it that I slip in business cards and they're all organized by category. So when I forget, okay, who do I know that does elder care? You know, I remember that guy and I know exactly what his business card looks like, but I can't remember his name. So if I don't remember his name, I can't look him up in my database, but I can very, very easily flip through either my cam card or I can flip through my manual three ring binder and go right to the section on elder care and say, oh, yeah, that was, you know, X, Y, Z. Now I know. And here's his contact information as well. 
So we talked about that. We also, you know, talked about the old fashioned fashion. What most people I think fall back onto is these stacks of business cards that they end up having that are rubber banded together that are just in their desk or stacking all over the place. Or I even have now a very pretty box that I got that houses all of those random cards. Not the most efficient system, but sometimes, you know, it's working through these different processes and figuring out what is efficient in your business. Um, and then the last por- portion of last night's class was about business goal setting. So one of my favorite tools that I use is Wonderlist. And Wonderlist is a very easy way to do a to-do list. It doesn't have a lot of functionality with it. It's very generic. You enter a to-do list, you set a reminder if you want to, or, or you can attach files and it integrates with Dropbox. And I think it integrates with Evernote as well, but um, just a, a very easy to-do list. And then I have it synchronized on my phone. So when I'm running around, like Chastity, you said about your to-do list, I want to make sure I go from here to here to here. Well, it's in my to-do list and I can just pull up my phone real quickly and say, okay, what's the next stop? Uh, because in between stops, I may have been distracted by two, three, two or three phone calls that got me off track and I need to make sure what am I doing next? So Wonderlist is one that I use. And then we went into a little bit about Workboard. Workboard is another one that I use because sometimes I like to see my tasks on an actual calendar instead of just in a generic straight task list. So Workboard is another one that I use for task management, more on a calendar type setting. Um, So that was just a basic overview of the first three classes of Power Up. If you are interested in the Power Up Challenge, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page. You can communicate with us through our website as well, or you can just come and attend our next class. We do have Facebook events set up for the next upcoming classes. So you can always find one of those on Facebook. Hopefully you're seeing people sharing them. We're starting to get some good good feedback from the classes and starting to get the word out there. Um, and again, like I said, men and women are invited. Your first class is free. And then after that, the classes are $10 each as long as you purchase them in bundles of four classes. Or you can do like several of our participants that have already signed up for this this challenge and go ahead and pay for all 12 classes, even though you're coming in at class number four, for instance, but you want the content from three, two, and one that you missed as well. So very flexible. We invite as, you know, anybody that wants to attend, we do keep the classes small. So we keep them at, at probably 15 is about the max that we really want to have in there because of the amount of information we share. And we want to make sure it gives everybody time for questions and answers and stuff like that. So once we fill up this first class, we will start a second class at a different date and time if that need is is available. So we would love to have you join us. Um, Again, I will go ahead and close out today's show. Thank you so much, Chastity, for joining us. Um, I really enjoyed hearing more about your business, and I really appreciate you sharing what you've learned from Power Up as well. Thank you for inviting me. I um, have had a good time today, and I am excited to go back and recap what happened last night. That was Another one of the classes that I would like to definitely, I am the person that makes the calendar electronically, puts my notes on it. I still have the paper calendar. So like you say, um, staying the organized and all the electronics that we have access to today, uh, I'm ready to go look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll help you. I I let go of my paper calendar a year ago and I never looked back. I I loved my paper calendar, but when I made the decision to let it go, I just figured out there are online tools that really work, and they really do. And sometimes it's hard to let go of that stuff, but but it can happen. And and it took some counseling probably for me to make that transition as well. So um, it was tough. It wasn't easy, but but sometimes we do um, fall back on those. But, But like you said, Chastity, sometimes they're not the most efficient either. 
And then that's the kind of thing I, I still like something in my hand. So when you say with your business cards, um, that calendar in my hand is still like my comfort zone right now. So absolutely, I, I get that. Embracing the electronic world more and more, and learning more and more about it. Of course, with the help of the classes, but uh, slowly pulling away from the old school. Yeah. Good. Good. Awesome. Well, hopefully, challenge power up challenge is a resource for you that you can help work through some of that some of that anxiety and some of that, um, that, um, intimidation or, or work through the excitement of letting it go and going, wow, I don't need that anymore. How cool is that? Um, and then to close out, I do want to remind everybody, we do have our conference coming up. We've got the big event coming up this Monday. So that is September 12th. It is at 4:30 at IHMC in downtown Pensacola. And this is our kickoff to the conference. And we do have Pam Hatt, Vice President of Marketing for Penn Air Federal Credit Union, as our as our speaker for the event. It is catered. We've got Apple Market, I want to mention, that is providing all the food. And I'm so excited because their menu is just amazing what they're bringing for Monday's event. So um, come. It's not, you know, full course meal, but there will be, I think there's going to be plenty of food available. And then just watching Pam, hearing her message. She's a phenomenal speaker. They just made an announcement. Penn Air Federal Credit Union just gave a check to UWF here locally for a million dollars to help fund the new Argos football program. So Penn Air is just a great community partner here in town, and we want to help help celebrate Pam, help showcase her story. She's just got a personal, great personal message that will resonate to both men and women. And again, this is an, a, a free event that you can attend, men and women. And we do ask that if you come, just bring a wish list item from the Gulf Coast Kids House from one of their, something that they're looking for on the wish list. And you can find that on their website. They have gulfcoastkidshouse.org that you can look at their wish list and bring something that helps benefit them as well. And then you'll hear a lot about the conference. Our conference is on October 21st this year. It is at Sanders Beach. Now, the conference is women only. Um, so we do reserve that to just the women in the area. And we've got four phenomenal speakers that will be speaking at conference this year. We've got a great speed learning event that's um, happening on the day of the conference. We've got a full expo hall we do, do still have vendor tables available. We still, ha still do have sponsorship opportunities available as well if there's businesses out there that are looking to do that. And if you want to register for the conference right now, registration is $50. If you're a premier member of Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast, registration is only $35. Um, that's a very affordable, I think, for anybody in this community to be able to attend a full-day event that is not just fun and pampering for women. We do a little bit of that, but it's much more educational and it's much more about empowering, giving you the tools that you need to be successful in business. So we hope that you join us. Again, our website is PowerfulWomenGulfCoast.com. You can find information there or find us on Facebook at Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast. And to close it out, we are the Pensacola Business Radio presenting Powerful Women of the Gulf Coast Radio Series Episode 2. We will see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.